0: Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the anomalous radio network dot dot com. I am your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. I have two special celebrity guests. I love to call them like straight celebrities because they've been they, they just do so much amazing work. And I, I I get happy talking to these guys, like I get happy talking to anybody about video games. But I'm going to start with my first special guest. All the way from Minnesota, Sir, Ty Oxtra from Secret Friends United. Give it up for him, everybody. Give it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> applause track. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you, Edward. Thanks for having me on, buddy. It's going to be fun. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My second celebrity special guest, everybody from He used to live in Chicago, but it's now on the East Coast. I think New York, I believe. Yes, New York. Everybody, El Capitano. Mr. Ray Osario from the Phoenix Overdrive. Give it up, give it up, give it up.
1: What's up, guys? Rise above. Rise above,
0: indeed. Nintendo revealed the NX, now known as the Nintendo Switch. Guys. I'm so happy. I am so giddy. I I came. I, I when I seen it, I I my mouth dropped, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes! And it's just so happy for this.
1: I was there. I saw his reaction live. He he totally freaked out, and he like, but I I was right there with him too. Like, like you know how how everybody likes when it, because we do our show on video too, Nerd Overdrive. People were just like, Ray, your face reaction to some things are just priceless. Like, whenever somebody says something or whatever, I just get this wide-eyed like <laughs> look. Yeah, I had that same look going. Ed had it going, too. And we were just like, what? No. Really? Like, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I, I'm, so, I, I'm so happy and so still so stoked. But, Todd, I want to get your thoughts because – I know you've been posting all pretty much all day at NBC and Secret Friends United, but I want to get your thoughts. What do you think about the Nintendo Switch?
2: It was funny. I saw a quote that someone said, I believe it was on a cheap-ass Gamer. they said, This is a better Wii U, but a less portable 3DS. And I thought that was pretty clever. I thought that was pretty, pretty clever uh, wording for the system. I am stoked. This is exactly what I wanted. It's not. It's Nintendo just focusing on games and not how you play them, but where you play them. And we're saying, play them anywhere. This is fantastic. No more 3D that nobody uses. No more touchscreen uh, that you can only pay 10, 10 feet away from your, your console and you barely use it. Um, no waggle, you know, as far as we saw. Just good-looking games, you know, that are awesome with third-party support. Come on now! I mean... I know some people are upset. They're saying, I just want a standard console that's super powerful, but I'm like, I don't know if we're going to get that anymore, but this is cool for me. I don't know. What'd you guys, I mean, I I mean, does anybody really want a Nintendo console that's as strong as like a PS4 Pro or a Scorpio? Because quite honestly, what they're putting on the screen doesn't require it.
0: I don't know. Right. I think people would have been complaining like, why Nintendo's trying so hard to be like the other guys? I'm like. Wait, but this is what you wanted. You want them like, to be like the other guys, sometimes. <laughs> but and so when if, when Nintendo tries, people still get upset. It's just like, okay, you can't have it both ways. You can't have Nintendo be innovative, but still want to be on the level of PS4 and where well, whatever Sony and Microsoft are releasing. It, it just won't happen. Nintendo's not like that.
2: Well, the cool part is that um, just like you, Ray, and just like you, Edward. The coolest people on the block are playing the Switch. You see all those hipsters. You see all those cool people doing stuff, man. <laughs> They're like watching you guys and saying, "I want to be like them, and I want gamers to be like them too."
0: But it, it's weird. It, it I I when I saw it, I'm just like, yes, they got the millennials, they got the hipsters and stuff like this. But I'm like, this is going to be also for kids, also. So it 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 melts or it it combines the casual and the hardcore together so anyone now could play not only online but now locally you play on the go and that's cool like car rides now are going to be fun again you know
1: man you remember back in the day with the regular old game boy no backlit screen trying to play that thing on a car trip Oh, yes. Not only were you killing batteries like crazy, but if it was dark, getting dark or dark outside, you were playing by streetlights if you were lucky enough to be traveling somewhere that had streetlights. <laughs> you, <know, but>, um, <laughs> you,
2: you guys are way too young. I had, I had the Game & Watch. I had,
0: I had
1: one of watch. those, too. I yeah, had but a
2: Game & Watch. That was, that was
0: current for was me better. when <laughs> I was a kid. Dude, I had well, the Tiger Electronics. Tiger, Electronic.
1: Tiger was... LCD. The, the LCD <laughs> things. Yes like the baseball and the football street and, fighter oh, <laughs> street it had three, so three parts
2: bad. of a person right it was like yeah. one part moved next part moved
1: yeah <laughs> you looked at it in the light and turned it a certain way you could see the L- the LED, the lcd things in the background like where the moves would go yeah like, you could see um, all the enemies all the
2: moves <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because <Yeah. laughs> it would just come on and off on and off in order to, to, to show the gaming on those things but One of the big things that I think Nintendo did with this is they actually went unprecedented because they're not using AMD for their chipsets. They are not going to AMD. They went Team Green. They said, hey, forget the other two guys. We're going Team Green, and they went to NVIDIA. And you know what? It actually makes me happy as a PC kind of like enthusiast. I'm not like Lee or anything. Hashtag Maestro of the Master Race or anything like that. You know my friend from our, our Nerd Overdrive podcast, but for them to use the Nvidia made, made me actually think that they actually did their homework because what the Switch actually incorporates. If you guys are familiar with the technology, do you guys, are you guys familiar with the Nvidia Shield? Yep. That that was like the controller thing with the screen on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they so, had a they had a tablet too. Uh, they had well. a tablet yep. called the K One. So essentially, what this is doing is it's melding both of those ideas that Nvidia already had on the market and bringing them together into something that's both something you could play on your TV, like the NVIDIA Shield, and then the K1 tablet, which is something you could take on the go with you, with the controller and stuff like that. And it's actually really, really cool, and the chipsets in those are actually really strong for mobile parts. Um, It's definitely not anything like we saw with the Vita, which for its time was really cool tech, you know, for that back in 2012 when it launched. But now what we're seeing is, this idea, and the thing that makes me most hype about this is that there's once they finally start to phase out the 3DS, and we already know the Wii U is pretty much dead in the water at this point. It's just floating and waiting until uh, until the Switch is released because Zelda is going to be the swan song for it, just like it was for the GameCube. So what we're seeing is is that no more... Split development of teams. They're going to go one platform. So if you if we want that Metroid game from Retro, well, we get that Metroid game for Retro. We can take it at home or on the go. We're going. We're going. Skyrim. Gonna have,
0: we're going to have a discussion about that at the end because I we're going to talk about
1: that at the end. Yes. Okay.
0: okay. Because uh I had a discussion and I'll tell you why that I don't think they're I think they're going to be another handheld iteration. I don't think they're going to meld it together. But we'll talk that at the end. Uh, but continue. I, go I, ahead. I,
1: I really, I really, really hope Nintendo goes smart, and they once they phase out the 3ds, they don't backtrack and make another one. Well, because
0: gotta,
1: it, oh, sorry, Ray. Go ahead. Just, just because it's just the promise of getting all your games in one place is crazy good, and that would make third-party developers, as we've already seen the list, which is quite extensive to support it better than what we saw on the Wii U versus the 3DS, where third party was supporting and still supports the 3DS like crazy versus what we see on Wii U.
2: Yeah, I mean, and they've still – and they've got another uh, platform to support, mobile. So they – I mean they haven't added a lot of dev support. They haven't bought studios, which is which is a challenge. I thought maybe they would, you know, add on studios to really uh, up their dev's team support because they have struggled supporting just two systems at the current time. Adding mobile obviously creates strain and we are hearing though, Mario Runner is actually being developed by uh uh DNA And Nintendo's going to give QA support, and they're basically, you know, running the project, but they're not doing the dev support. So, yeah, I I think it would be great if they merged, really focused on games, and they can still make games that still look like handheld games. They don't have to all look HD and everything, because all those teams that are making 3DS games right now, for them to go and now make HD level games, there'll be a learning curve. So there's nothing wrong with making a forty dollar 3DS like game that's even better. That's better looking. You know, it, fills, it fills, fills, fills niches that are just harder to do on an HD, you know, system because of all the assets and everything. Why not do something that's maybe a little less, you know, um, expansive, but still looks good?
1: Mm. Well, the let's... other good thing. Go ahead, Dad.
0: <laughs> Uh Go ahead, right, and then we're going to get into the first part of it.
1: So my big thing is a la Todd talking about, you know, adding studios and things like that where Sony was the big one that bought a lot of studios, we, they had some studios close. You know, Microsoft kind of went about it a different way by supporting and publishing and stuff like that. What my, what I'm kind of actually rather excited for for the Switch is looking at the games and maybe we'll see those indie games that come to Steam or that come to... Because the, 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 the mobile platform, hopefully it'll be based on some sort of architecture like x86 you know something along those lines because it is using pc like parts and some mobile parts and the tablet part but we'll be able to see games like stardew valley we'll be able to see games like you know shovel knight and those big games or like ori in the blind forest or you know things you know things along that same genre and that vein that are more of the indie style titles which allude more to what todd was saying about that more budget-friendly pricing from, let's say, 10 to $40, you know, or things like The Witness, like what we saw via, you know, from Sony and, you know, Jonathan Blow and things like that. Like, that opens an avenue with it. Ed and I talked about it earlier when we were watching it, when we saw the Unity support. Unity is a major thing and it's a major platform for game developers in the mobile space and in the indie space. Because the assets are available to them and then there's certain tiers that they would fall in for their revenues and their profits and revenue sharing and things like that to pay it back for using it. And that's going to open up a lot of different doors to where Nintendo is probably on the genesis of becoming a destination for those indie games. And being the destination that the indie developers may develop for because you know it's not the x86 architecture is not so friendly to build on because like Todd said, the h d and things like that, so what's wrong with our you know the eight bit style or the sixteen bit or the thirty two bit style indie games coming to Nintendo's platform, meaning more games? like I always say, you know play what you love, love what you play, no, as long as you're having fun, that's what matters so game you know games uh, you know as long as they're decently you know decently made games mm-hmm. that aren't broken, you know games are games. Let's have fun. Let's play. Let's get ready for this something different that we don't see from Sony and we don't see from Microsoft because it seemed like they're going in the different direction. Well, Sony and Microsoft want to go up and hit that glass ceiling. They want to be like Icarus getting too close to the sun where Nintendo's kind of riding old faithful and kind of still doing what they do and being innovative at the same time being different from the big two you know so that's 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 what where i am that's where i'm looking at and that's the prospects and the potential that i see
0: well before we get on let's explain what the nintendo switch is Um, (laughs) the nintendo switch is a tablet switch out system so there's a, a, a dock system that you put your tablet in um and it, you know, connects to the, uh, TV. So it's kind of your regular console right there. And you could say it's a hybrid console, a hybrid of handheld and, uh, a, a regular home console. Um you have, uh, USB ports. You have two of them. That's the kind of on the side. So it'll allow for, I, I'm assuming that it'll allow for GameCube controllers or other things like that. Um it should have an HDMI port. Uh, you're gonna have, uh, uh Joy Cons, which is the controllers that's on the side of it. They call it Joy Cons. Sliding
1: controllers. Yeah. Oh man, I, you know I saw those. That I call, blew my mind.
0: Um, I call them Joy Trollers. Uh so uh instead of control like Joy Cons, or I call them Joy Trollers. Because Joy Cons sounds like a convention thing for like a convention of joy. You like you come to the city, get a hotel re- reservation. It's three day a three-day festival of joy. You like it, that's how it sounds um it has a uh they went to game cards instead of cartridges and cd base um you're gonna have a headphone jack um there will be amiibo support for it but we just don't know where it's at on the system um it has like a kind of uh xbox one looking controller for it uh so that'll probably be like additional if you want to buy that um you could uh take this uh the tablet out of the system uh put the controllers on it and uh you can play it like almost like a v uh, like a Vita or a Wii uh the Wii U gamepad. You can almost play it on that style. It has the stand to it, um headphone jack. Um it, I believe it's gonna be running in nine hundred P um and I, I don't know how the charging or the battery life of it just yet, uh, it was just only a, t- a trailer that Nintendo was showing off what the system could, uh, what the system is and what it could do, um, how, and how you could use different, uh, options on how to play um the side the the joy trollers or joy cons um you could turn it to the side when you take them off and play give it to another person and it's like almost like a, the nes or even like the regular remotes when you turn it to the side um there's no directional pad on the main uh controllers uh it's just the analog and four buttons and depending on which one that you get that you have um it has the right trigger in the back and a middle trigger in the front uh a middle trigger on on the top part of it uh so they're like your l1 l2 r1 l uh, r2 um and when you turn it to the side um you could uh both of them will have the analog on the left and then the buttons on the right uh but the uh The Xbox One-style controller has a directional pad on it and a home button. Um, It might have a share button. I just don't know yet. Uh, And I don't know if it's going to be doing Twitch streaming just yet. Um, More information will come out when they probably do uh, Nintendo Direct. But what did you guys think of the system itself?
2: The design, I mean, we've seen some leaks and what people have said it's going to look like. It kind of stayed pretty close to... It looks like a tablet that you snap on controllers. Pretty cool. Pretty slick looking. The size... I don't know if they've confirmed the size, but some people are saying between six and seven inches for the screen. Uh, those little controllers... And I just put some images in the, ch- the chat window for you yes. guys. They show somebody holding the little controller sideways. Kind of like how you would, uh, con- uh, control with the Wiimote sideways. That thing is tiny. I mean, really super tiny. I mean, my hands are small. I'm a small guy. About five foot four, but Ray, you're a big dude. You probably got bigger hands than I do. That yeah. looks extremely uncomfortable controlling it that way. There are also like a trigger on the side, and then also like a r- right bumper. Yes, I, that's only four buttons on the front. I mean, really, those are probably going to be the functional buttons you can use, unless there happens to be like little uh, triggers or something when you attach it or detach it. It's there too, uh, so that might limit the type of games you can play with that controller. To you know, to limit maybe only four buttons and you know a, a controller. I don't. Did I don't you
1: know. see the little mini D pad? On yeah, the which... one part of the controller. I was just because I was kind of gutted when I first saw the buttons on the one side. I'm like, they did away with the Nintendo Cross D pad. Yeah,
2: exactly. And
1: then and then I and then when when I looked at the images like later on closer up, I was like, oh, it's right there. But it's yeah, like. It's like maybe a quarter of my thumb. I'm like, that thing is tiny. What the heck are you going to use that for? Yeah,
2: so it's, it's ambidextrous gaming. So you can use, either person basically has the same replicated controls. So it makes sense that they took the cross and turned it into buttons, which is a first for Nintendo. But um, yeah, I don't know if this is going, I mean, that piece of tech is going to be the best way to control the games. It might still be the dedicated pro controller or whatever they're calling it is probably going to be the closest to a traditional console controller. Yes. It's got the offset sticks, which is, you know, new for a Nintendo thing. They they went with the uh, the same, uh, I guess what we would call horizontal sticks on the top, like a PlayStation had. Yeah. Um, so that's new, too. Um, I guess the dock, they did say some... The, Nintendo did revise some of their statements. They did say the dock right now is only to charge and dock and power the... Uh, the actual gaming screen, which is the main CPU unit. Yeah. It's not supposedly going to have any additional uh, hardware output or anything like that to bump up resolutions and things like that. So but that's what will, they said.
0: But it will connect to the TV,
1: right?
2: Correct. It's got an HDMI. It yes. apparently has two uh, USB ports on the side too.
1: Okay. USB 3.0, let's hope. Let's hope for high-speed Potentially, speed
2: USB. yeah, because the one thing that they haven't clarified is actually storage. Um, I know there's a lot of rumors about the complete specs about the system, but uh, most likely the system will use SD cards for storage, you think, I'm assuming?
0: That's what – yeah, I I believe it will. Um, I don't know what the – because if they're going to have eShop games on there and you want to buy your games digitally – um, you won't have, uh, ex- I don't think you're going to have an external hard drive for it. I think the SD card with, or the micro SD card, if they have that, um, they're probably going to be using that to put all the data in. So uh, probably like if you're on the go, uh, you could p- uh, probably, hopefully they have a slot for that.
1: I don't know. For expandable memory, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was looking at is when I discussed with that a little bit earlier is they'll probably have some sort of onboard, like flash storage, be it probably like a 32 gigabyte, like we saw with, with the Wii U or something along those lines to keep like your system information, your game stage, your profile information, something along those lines, let's hope. Um, but I don't see it going along the lines of like a hard drive or, you know, like portable hard drive. You don't want to have to have an external hard drive sticking off that thing. and, I what one thing that um I was actually talking in one of the the groups I'm in we were talk we were kind of speculating on is maybe that'll change like the the extent of what games you may be able to play on the go depending on the storage mm-hmm. whereas you know games like Skyrim the new remastered Skyrim is like 20 gigs close to That's pretty surprising that it's that small it's that small, but, I mean, originally it was only, like, an 8-gigabyte like eight gigabyte game. So it went up, you know, a couple, like, two and a half times in size, you know, versus from what we saw on, you know, Xbox 360 and the prior version on PS3 and PC. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking at something along that size, you're going to have to have something beefy otherwise, or have the ability for expandable. Because if you can only carry, you know, one or two games with you on the go, that's going kind to of, – versus – you know, whatever's on your cartridge or whatever that kind of thing is that we saw from the way that you switch out games, you know, that's going to kind of limit the gaming experience that everyone's kind of hyped for right now. So let's hope Nintendo just goes, you know, to the the right side of the tech. You know, may the tech gods guide them, you know, and that kind of thing. But unfortunately, part of me has some doubts too. Um, As hype as I am for this thing, because it's like brand new and it's out there, Part of me is like, I really hope this is like new Nintendo forging a new path, not following the old Nintendo way of doing things, as we saw with like the Wii Wii U, where the 8 gigabyte model after a while, you couldn't even put anything on it because you had to have huge storage, you know, so, and with the 3DS, you know, they limited that to 32 gigabytes of space, you know, on that, and so the uh, people that want to go all digital, shout out to our boy, Corey. You know, who's like, I want to go all digital. And then on the 3DS, he's like, I can't really do that because I have that capped ceiling that I can meet. And there's only so much that I can fit. In my view, I
2: I was going to ask you, Ray, about this. I don't know if you saw it. Um, You know, a lot of people have complained to say, well, you have to do that on the current, you know, Xbox One and everything. You know, you start with the 500 gigabyte, but then you have to add one in anyway. So I'm thinking you do if you want all of your games but you can still store about 10 games on a 500 gigabyte hard yeah
1: depending on the ki- yeah. kind of games i mean if you're yeah. playing stuff like Gears of War or if you're playing stuff like Uncharted 4 you know on your on your big HD monster then yeah you're only going to get fit four or five of those on there you know whereas exactly whereas yep. but if you're playing the smaller games and we've seen that Nintendo has always done an amazing job with compression and the way that they're the, the sizes of their games i mean their biggest game to date was what xenoblade yeah and that nintendo was like Park 16 that was what 16 gigs yeah yeah
2: and you order, you downloaded the extra packs and well i would say nintendo is not really known for having a lot of detailed textures. I mean, most of their games, Mario, I mean, how many pixels does he have compared to, like, a Witcher 3? Most of their worlds are very cartoonish. They're not detailed like that, so they don't really need it. So when people say, oh, Nintendo's great, I'm like, but they're dealing with a different beast. Even Mario Kart, which I know people say it's beautiful, racers are typically not that hard to do uh, to look pretty because you only have so much movement. Most of the world on its side... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like Mario Kart, I mean, it's a small game. But, yeah, you don't have a lot of movement and stuff around the world static. You've got basically, what, maximum five,
1: six cars? And, and that's about it. The biggest thing you have in the background is your aliasing and your draw distance and things yeah. like that. so, so it's not
2: big. You're I mean,
1: dealing with mainly whatever's primarily within that vertical, horizontal plane it, right there in the middle of the screen.
2: Exactly. In but place- the good thing is I did look at... Uh, you know, the SD cards right now, 128 gigabytes SD card goes anywhere from, you know, 40 bucks uh, for 128 gigabytes. So quite honestly, to take a game, you know, take four or five games on the go. That's
0: not a bad thing. And and it, it would be cool if, if Nintendo knocks it out and just say, you know, what, well, guess what, guys, um, the Marcus, the the car goes up to one terabyte because now they have the one terabyte sd cards and you kind of got to give it to Nintendo. you know how much those are <laughs> <laughs> i know but you kind of got to give it to nintendo even uh-huh. when they announced yeah. the wii u at least they said out the gate when you get the system if you want more information uh, want more uh data you could get a two terabyte external hard drive out the mm-hmm. gate when the system was released they announced they said that and they did I,
1: announce it but there, there's a, there was a compatibility list you had to follow because not just any external hard drive that yes. you would have work either now, yeah so
0: now that's now, why I said yeah now that now that was problematic that part didn't get explained but it was just it was just uh, to me personally uh for them being a console for them being a console uh, uh saying that um and announcing it you know at least they gave you that option and i would, and that was kind of shocking to me that nintendo would just come out to be like you know what you want more information here it is for you guys to get microsoft follows suit up i think now you can get like i said you can get up to a five terabyte if you want it because i did i even need an uh external hard drive because my one terabyte is almost about to be filled up no yeah, my 1 terabyte's is all about about to be filled up and with Sony not having that uh option still yet, even with the Pro about to come out soon, it's just like when are you guys going to give us an external hard drive cuz uh you guys got a lot of data on these games and you're not giving me enough to put on the system. Like I can't I can't have a huge library cuz I'm limited by the space that you guys give me and I don't feel like and- doing any hardware tricks to keep switching oh in. man
1: it's so easy though all you do it's literally taking the little clear plastic cover off one screw that's it but the hardest the, part, the backing up sucks the backing the hardest part about doing the hard drive transfer for a playstation is the backing up and your save files and moving all that stuff the cloud with the bigger size makes it easier now to mm-hmm. move your save files but, like when I first got my PlayStation four that five hundred gigabyte, I took that thing out right away, put a terabyte in there, and then, after a while, that terabyte wasn't enough. I got a two terabyte, and then that was the worst thing in the world, having to pull all my saves down because the cloud isn't very user friendly most of the time because you have to do it one by one and uh. you have to check every little box, and then you know the easiest thing you slide that hard drive in, you're done, but the hard thing is after is making sure everything that you want on it to be there. Is either backing it up from a hard drive, which takes four hours usually, or re-downloading, which (laughs) would take even longer.
2: (laughs) If you don't have a cap, and if you have a cap, you're
0: screwed. (laughs) Right. And see, that's why, like, a standard hard drive, USB, plug-in, read, everything's there. Good to go. Yep, Xbox
2: One is perfect. It's easy. Uh you can say it set it to always you know, store on the external. Yes. So yeah, I mean you're good to go. Yeah, that's, not how, that's
0: perfect, how I got, yeah, it's, that's it's how I got my uh, <laughs> That's how I have my Wii U. I have everything whether it's digital or it's just like regular information, I have everything now going to my, my external and I still have enough uh enough um space. But before we go on, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the games and some of the third party that was announced. So, what they showed in here, they showed The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm calling it Mario NS, uh, because we don't know what the title is. They showed NBA 2K. um, They showed uh, Splatoon. They showed Mario Kart NS. uh What else did they show? Uh they and, showed and Skyrim. Uh, NBA
1: Skyrim <laughs>
0: and uh th- there's a lot of publishers uh and developers coming uh to the system. So it looks like Unreal 4 will be working on the uh on the Switch. So that's good to know, but people will still probably be using uh um, their own engine. Um, with Square Enix, we probably will get Final Fantasy 15, and we probably will get Dragon Quest XI. Um, so, who knows? The weirdest thing that was on this whole list, though, of, of developers was Konami. What are they doing
1: with Konami on this? so we're going to get the definitive edition of Metal Gear Solid 5? <laughs> probably. They didn't release a game on Wii U.
2: They no, did not release a game on you. Virtual console games, but not a game.
0: Right. And
2: but do you guys know all of these developers? Some of these are, like... I know some I, of these. I some know people. some of them. Some of them, I'm like, I've never even heard of before. Hamster Games?
1: Yeah, I've heard of them. They've done other things. Gung-Ho is the same thing. Grasshopper Manufacturer. Yeah, some yes. of those, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. so I'm I'm familiar with most of the developers. Some of the logos, are I'm kind of like, whatever. But when I heard them, like, naming off the names, like, I was listening to something after the fact... Um, one of the biggest surprises that I actually see here is probably Take Two, mm-hmm. because Take Two is the parent company. For those that aren't familiar, of Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar, um, you know, and now Red Gearbox. Dead Redemption Two, Gearbox, you know, Gearbox with them and everything like that, the two K sports games and everything like that, which we actually saw in the trailer. Yes. Um, I found out after the fact. Um, there was a press release that went with it. And they confirmed that that was in uh, NBA 2K17. So that was cool. Because I was I was actually, when I talked with Ed and Anthony Cantu earlier, um, I was like, was this going to be like the return of the, the, the Nintendo sports games? Remember they had like uh, the courtside, the NBA courtside yes. series uh-huh. and stuff like that. I was like, is that going to be a return or is that something that's, you know, coming from someone else? Um, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, Sega and Koei Tecmo from software you know dark souls on a nintendo platform you know um ea and activision activision actually supported the wii u we had a couple of the call of duties mm-hmm. yeah come there we you okay. know but then they they died out because of bad online you know connectivity and even black the ability ops, to
0: uh, black ops 2 everybody said that the, the best version was on wii u for that um because yep, it, uh Skylander. Oh, the Activision had to stay with Nintendo because the Skylanders making more money on uh, Nintendo platforms with yep. I, makes
1: I, absolute I, sense. I, yeah, and and from what I know, the I know the Imaginators, the most recent Skylanders, iterative is probably gonna be the they're probably gonna go back and reboot or go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. with some of the Skylanders from um some discussions I had at um Fandemicom. We actually I got to actually talk with uh, a couple of guys that worked on the vicary that work on the vicarious vision team, um, and they were saying that you know they can't really give too much, but this is going to be the last like installment we see of Skylanders for a little bit while they fine tune and do some work in the lab and come out- come back with another different experience with Skylanders and some of the things um, like we saw Crash. Kind of get some get some love there, and you know, Spyro back in the day when they first came out, and you know, so they're looking at their ways that they, and then the whole collaboration with Nintendo and the, I can't even think of the name of what they were called, the the racing ones or whatever, with like oh, Bowser and Donkey, the Superchargers. There yep. we go, um, you know, so stuff like that, and then uh, Ubisoft, which is another one that supported the Wii U early in its lifecycle with stuff like The Assassin's Creed. You know of Assassin's Creed 3 coming to it, which happened to be the best version of it. Um, again, you know we kind of talk about that. Uh, but
0: Ubisoft, WB? Is, uh, Ubisoft is questionable because um, we'll see of how they do with Beyond Good and Evil Two, since that game is in pre-production. Well, they
1: have to bring out Just
0: Dance, you know that's Yeah, Just Dance. Is, yeah. yeah, Just yeah. Dance
1: has always been a popular favorite, and they also. had
0: Zombie
2: U, which was probably the one of the best uses of the Wii U. Uh, you know, third party. Uh, they, they do support games. They brought Assassin's Creed out there. I mean, they, they do a good job, and they, they uh, you know I think, develop unique software for systems, which is great. The one that really struck out to me was from software. They have not made a Nintendo game since a game on the Wii, when I looked this up. Tenchu Shadow Assassins in 2009. Oh, so they've yeah. been off that system for seven years. Yep. Uh, their last DS game was Cookies and Cream. And then beyond that, they didn't really make. They made Lost Kingdoms for the GameCube. So, I mean, just imagine, uh, you know, uh, the Dark Souls games finally coming over to Nintendo console because people said Dark Souls is like the next generation of Zelda. So, hey, why not? Or um, you know, uh, with Armored Core, I heard they're making that. They're bringing that series back too. I
1: want that to come back so bad. That's one of my favorite. One of my favorite. And then of course, uh, the Japanese support from like Capcom and Bandai Namco. I still want to say Namco Bandai because that's the way I, I've always known <laughs> it, but they they flipped it over. Uh, Koei Tecmo, I mentioned Sega, you know, probably with the Sonic games, which have always done better on the Nintendo platforms. Mm-hmm. Epic um, Games? Really? Epic, Epic Games um, would probably be along the lines of, like, Paragon. And yeah. remember that Epic Games is also the, the parent company that hold, holds the rights to Unreal Engine. Shadow Complex, maybe. Shadow oh, Complex no, 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 the no. Remaster. Oh, wait,
2: does Chair own that again? Yeah, I can't remember Chair, Oh yeah. the right to. Yeah, so, yeah, Epic Games own Chair. Um, yeah, I mean, so they're they're going in the more online games, but why not Paragon? Yeah, yeah. and sure. then
1: I mean, of course, the ones that we're familiar with, seeing which more familiar with like engines, which are like the Autodesk, the CRIware, the Havoc, uh, Unity, you know, things like that. Those are going to be one. Um, mm-hmm. Traveler's Tales, the TT games, uh, which are famous for the Lego, for the Lego yep. games and stuff like that. So that's yeah, They're owned
2: by game. WB too, so yep. yep,
1: yep. Uh, uh, maybe Mortal games. Kombat games?
2: Maybe Mortal Kombat comes back under WB? Mortal
1: Kombat could, could come back um, yep. with the most recent iteration because they just you know DLC'd that thing. Oh, Injustice back. is coming up. Yep, that's Injustice right. 2. Um,
0: yeah. Which Dark, I'm time for. Darksiders 3 may also yes. be coming with THQ Nordic. Yep, so- that,
2: that would
1: be the one thing, yep.
2: Yeah, because uh, what they've they've released uh, re-released um, uh, Dark Siders, uh, the new versions coming out on the Wii U, or the, or the reboot, or what is it? Remaster. remaster. Yeah, it's going yeah, to remaster. Out. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, th- there's a lot of good stuff here uh, that says you know, and, and you know, the, I think the big takeaway is sports games coming back to a Nintendo console. There has been a lack, I mean, of sports games on Nintendo consoles, and you know, quite honestly sports games appeal to everybody yeah why shouldn't they be and i always said a killer you know killer feature if they can be at least looking good and, and feature uh you know uh par features versus the other consoles is adding the mario characters like nba street remember when the nba street games oh i love mario? that had mario in it yeah you could be dunking on fools with mario <laughs> you know, yes like arcade versions of software sports games and stuff like that like nba jam and things like that this is their opportunity to add that arcade mode and make it a Nintendo exclusive with their characters. You get kids into it, guess what? They'll love it. People that don't like sports games will play it with Mario characters. Yeah, like, I well, want to go back. It's
0: not It's not even that. Uh, the, the sports games just sells better on Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. people were buying the last version. Uh, before uh, Madden was, like, when it was big on uh, Wii uh, and it was big on... Uh, ps3 and 360 people were buying the wii version over the 360 and ps3 version uh, and it was of course,
2: a horrible game
0: <laughs> it, it was horrible it, it might have been horrible low budget because they actually put madden 12 or they put that exactly. last year version to make it uh make it that new but people were buying it and it was selling out more than the other version. Yeah, um, so I mean,
1: that was that was good until they went with did that stupid the Madden one like they did the Madden play version. Yeah, which they looked the like versions. they
2: were like steroid heads and they looked yeah. weird and yeah. I mean, and just think about it. I mean, this is Nintendo's way for third party to fill in genres that they don't make games of. They only make you know they make one space game. They make typically one to two RPGs. They only make one racing game. They only make one fighting game. So they need third party to fill in those other genres and fill them up like sports, uh, you know, FPS games. They need um, more RPGs. They need a lot of that stuff that they just cannot fill. I mean, unless you're happy with just one RPG, uh, one, you know, one type of racing game, it just seems silly that it's, you know, that they're limited. But this is their way to fill that pipeline, but also with third party comes, they get money. They get they get royalty fees from third party, and they've yes. been lacking that on the Wii U. And well, that, that money is basically free for them. Well, so that's great to have those those third parties filling their pockets with free money.
0: Well, the thing about it is, is that third party, because of the Wii U, I, I, and this is always what I believe that, I feel like third party gypped Nintendo players on the Wii U because I feel like they didn't put their all in development they they didn't try to learn the online feature. I feel like they, some of the third party and mostly I would say Western third party, they did not uh really develop for the system because they didn't want to learn. And I feel like when they put their games on the other systems, they did. It. They thought they was make going to make a quick buck, but you still have bugs, you have problems, you had um like low review scores and like like if we like watchdogs, you know. It, they delayed the Wii U version almost to August and the game came out on the other platforms and they, because it's on four systems, of course it's going to be a million seller, but people start playing that a week after. And here is Mario Kart eight that that's still going strong to this very day. And so, and and so definitely with the switch, if third party is going to be committed to the system and I hope they stay committed to it, to it, don't treat it as the afterthought of a system because it's Nintendo Treat it as fair as Xbox One. Treat it as fair as Scorpio, PS4, Slim, Pro, whatever, PSVR. Treat it just as that. Just because it has these computer chips in it and all of this stuff, and it can run your games. Be fair to that system. Learn the Switch and develop for it. Do not gimp it. I will say
2: this, though. The reason why they don't treat Nintendo the same as others, because Nintendo does not partner with third parties when was the last time you see an ad for a game and it was bumped with nintendo at the bottom just Mm -hmm. like destiny with playstation just like xbox i would say this nintendo nintendo puts no
0: support on third party i would say this, except for capcom i would say this except for capcom and
1: sega nintendo
0: doesn't support western development they support eastern development which Sega. Is the smallest portion of the market.
2: The but, third but guess round what? in North America but is guess, significant. But Nintendo's guess, market is seventy five percent of the market is outside of Japan. Right. So that's what they what? sell to.
0: But guess what? Sega, Platinum Games, Atlas, uh, Capcom. But they need
2: the support. They need the support. That market is dying. Oh,
0: but see, but this is support. the thing. But this but this is the thing about it. The eastern markets are making money off of Nintendo. The western market does not Because because, because of the has because no value in them. No it's not that because the western, the the western market and you know what this is another optional thing you would definitely got to have the eastern
1: versus western markets and the developments and things like that yeah right yeah because you know what
2: people are gonna buy the people are gonna buy the Nintendo like a family will buy if they're only gonna have one console and they can get Mario on it plus all the other big third party guess what they will sell a lot more copies. They'll sell a lot more games. They'll make a lot more money. And I think Nintendo has been blind to that because they thought they could support a system and survive on their own. And guess what? They can't because they don't put enough software out there. And it doesn't appeal broadly enough uh, to support more than 13 million people.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing with that is the development cycles in East versus West. The Eastern developers tend to take their time, as we see with games like Last Guardian and we saw with Metal Gear Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15 being another one that took forever. So, you know, whereas we had in the time that Last Guardian was announced and is going to be released hopefully in December. They're saying December oh, finally. I can't.
0: I can't. We wait. had can't wait. the
1: Years trilogy come out. We had the Uncharted trilogy come out. We had Tomb Raider come go and be rebooted. <laughs> <laughs> Just as three major examples of that. We had, you know, then we had Call of Duty come to prominence in their time frame here and being, you know, and then the shooter's genre is the biggest genre of gaming, considering that all of the fall's big games this year are shooters. If they do not do that to bring Battlefield 1, your Titanfall 2s, you know, that those kind of games, your Call of Duties, if you don't bring a comparable experience as to what you can get on the other platforms, they're still going to be in that bubble of Nintendo is family. That's where I go for my Nintendo games. That's where I go for my Smash Brothers and my Splatoon and my Mario Kart. That's well, that's what's hurting Nintendo so badly right now, is the Wii U had so much potential for it to be much more than it was but it got laid out to die, and the reason why it didn't sell was because once you bought one, just like the Wii, you bought one, and every six months to a year, you would boot it up, play the new Nintendo game, and then you'd be done, and you'd be back to your PC or back to your PS3 or you know de- PS4, Xbox 360, or Xbox One,
0: depending if you were doing indie games, because the indie games on Wii U that's not on the other platforms. Are there's
2: not many, though. There's, there's tiny. There's 10% <laughs> of the indie <laughs> games on the wheel, and they always come out on the other systems, too, so they're not really
1: exclusive. They, see, have to, they have see, to get their money. They everybody,
0: listeners, money. this is the optional opinion that I love. <laughs> I love this optional opinion. I love these discussions.
2: This is fun. I love this.
0: But, uh, but unfortunately, we've got to get to the last section, because uh, there is, uh, something else I have to do after this recording. Um, but, uh, final thoughts, you guys. Um, uh, just overall, what, what, what do you guys hope for? Um, how does it look like for 2017 for gaming across all three platforms? And, uh, would you want another color for, the Nintendo uh, Switch. Cause I seen someone someone did some mock up of different <laughs> colors and they were so raw and it, it was so good looking at it going with that black The
1: spice orange again going back to the GameCube? Uh <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Yes. <laughs> no. Um I guess I'll go first because also, I tend to kind also, of also
0: uh, box. How do you think the how big the big or small the boxes are gonna be for the game card?
1: I don't know. I think they would probably still probably be somewhere in the middle between the 3ds and the regular game boxes and the regular Wii U game boxes. Okay. It'll probably be somewhere between really? those. I don't think um, they
2: go too small because they want to have a good retail presence.
1: Right? Yeah, you want to have yeah you want to have a good retail face in order to get your product in the faces of the consumers that are looking to buy it. Did you think they um,
0: do, uh, did you think they stay uh, stick with the light blue? Uh, uh, I think no, they'll it'll probably be
1: something. They'll probably go something prominent um to kind of catch the consumer eye um
2: well their other branding now is red right with all yeah. the logo
1: it's been a lot of the red yeah a lot of I red. Think they go red because uh, Xbox is green playstation's blue, go red go red yeah. yeah that's and and that's one thing so for your first question was what two thousand seventeen in gaming, what do I yes. think and okay, so two thousand and seventeen is going to be even crazier than two thousand and sixteen just because we have. You know, all this game in the first quarter of the year, all these games that were coming and then they got pushed back or delayed and this, that, we have all that flooding the market, January, February, March. Then to cap it off in March, we have the NX reveal and the NX release and the launch. And I've been at every Nintendo launch since the Super Nintendo. I, I didn't get a Super Nintendo right away because my parents didn't want to, but, but my cousin got one and I was there with them. I was at the insta, I got an N64. When it came out, I got the Wii. When it came out, I stood in line for 12 and a half hours when the Wii, Wii was launching to get a number so I can get one. And I took my picture with it, you know, like I'm proud. And then Wii U, I was there because I was with friends, but I didn't pick it up myself because I was just like, this is kind of a wait and see because I, I was unsure. Um, but with 2017 coming up in gaming, just the first quarter of the year is crazy oh. is insane yes you know then we're gonna have things like PSVR probably by then we'll be hitting its stride because it's already out to positive reviews and things like that um, you know it's getting a lot of good press it's getting a lot of good you know good good word out there the good the the goodwill for the uh, for the PSVR is very positive um, right now Xbox is riding their wave of triumphant victories in quotes because they won North America for a couple months or three months now and you know Microsoft is over there saying, Oh, it's a best selling console in America for three months. But um and then we have PlayStation Pro coming and we're gonna see how that's gonna translate. And then we have um all the game releases coming up through then. Summer's probably gonna be a drought from what it looks like. We'll probably see the remasters, the indies, and that kind of thing come out in that time frame. And then next fall is going to be crazy because we have things speculated like God of War coming. And then we have, you know, all the other games that Nintendo has been hush-hush about. Um, you know, Zelda's coming, Swan Song, R.I.P. Wii U already. <laughs> um, it's kind of like one of those things where I want to do the sign of the cross and, you know, do wow. do the right attendance and, you know, lay it to rest already. Heard it Wii U? But, oh, I love you know, then then going into next holiday, we still there are so many games that are up in the air because we know they're coming 2017, but we don't have dates. More than likely, it's going to flood that fall. But then we have Scorpio on the horizon. And, you know, with Sony and Microsoft wanting to do this arms race of pushing console gaming closer and closer to that ceiling of the apex of PC gaming, which, unfortunately, I'm one of the ones that... I'm more of a naysayer on that. Because you can try, but until you actually... Go to like an open-ended PC architecture, like a PC is. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be able to replicate the same thing. And gamers that are gonna want that experience are going to find it where they feel it's best. Um, And then, of course, we have. We don't know what's coming for 3DS still yet because they've been quiet on how much further the 3DS is gonna live and how much further they're gonna push that out. Ray, we're getting Wii U games on 3DS. You know, that's, that's the other thing. Nintendo has gone so far as to being like, man, we need to make money. How can we do... Oh, we need to put it on 3DS. And, and like and HG you like know HD kids? And, Not anymore. But you know what? I'm,
0: I'm Wait, literally... What was
1: that? Um, can I tell, um, say,
0: I'm literally fine with that because...
1: What was that? what was, that, the, uh, what was
2: it Yoshi, called? you get Mario Maker. You Mario get...
1: Maker, uh, yeah. Hyrule Warrior. Yoshi.
0: Yoshi. Yeah. Um, Pigment. Oh, I cannot wait for the two D Pikmin. Oh, that looks just so beautiful. Oh man,
1: but no, it just that's not what Pikmin is.
0: I don't care. People don't...
1: are hyped for it, but it's just I, like I'm no. So,
2: I'm so oh happy. Ray, you don't love fun.
1: I I love fun. I oh <laughs> man, I am I am. That's why they call me El Capitan. I am El, the captain of fun. Like I the love captain fun. Captain of love. <laughs> but there are certain game experiences that just don't seem to translate well to certain give ebb and flow and the way you change it they made a card game come on it works every time the other thing the other thing that i that i have to say is for the switch take off the region locking please nintendo please bobby paul's hypothetical honorable president of nintendo please make it so no more region locking if I want to play with my friends in the UK, hey, I want to play with them. I want to play with my friends in Australia and my friends in Singapore and everywhere else around the world. I want to play with my friends. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Don't make me have to create a, a Australian account just because I want to play with my boy Aaron Paul and some Mario Kart. Don't, don't make me have to do that, Nintendo, please. <laughs> don't must... make me cry. <laughs> like
0: must... Everyone else
1: has done away with it because it is such an antiquated practice at this point. Such an antiquated practice. Yeah. And the other thing, Nintendo, don't gimp your localization anymore. Don't do it. All right. Quality localization All right. is something that that we have a problem. Ray. with. Come on, a rant. How to get Todd's answer? Ray,
2: you are excited for twenty seventeen. It's the year of the. Uh, I believe it's the year of the internet troll.
1: No, it's just the year of positive steps in gaming, and I really hope that. All of the manufacturers can live up to the potential that we see and we love and we want, without being fanboy about it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I so, love you so pop. much
0: Ray. I love Papa Ray.
1: I love <laughs> oh, man, you so you get much. Me, you get me talking, <laughs> man. man.
2: Once, once you get away from uh, the other uh, Pawn Stars, they you, you just go on a tear. <laughs>
1: I can go on a tear, but we, we, we have to limit that. We we get our ebbs and flows. We do it as we can. But Ed didn't give me any warning. He didn't tell me, hey, Ray, you can't talk for three minutes say, straight look, I was two. trying to
2: interrupt and stop and I get because I was enjoying it's, it. it. It's a big difference when you're not the host, isn't it, Ray? Isn't it? <laughs> uh, Todd, your thoughts? 2017 is going to be a unique year. I mean, quite honestly, we're going into, what, year four of the current HD Twins um, so I'm excited to see what they do. Quite honestly, though, uh, PlayStation really has been my biggest disappointment this gen because, quite honestly, the number of actual exclusives have been limited. Uh, they've been primarily sequels or something we've seen before uh, or variations of that, although I'm excited for Zero Horizon Dawn. That's really their first game, I would say, that's really, really impressing, and I'm excited for that, and I think that's supposed to be coming out in the spring, but it, quite honestly, it, PlayStation cannot miss having exclusives miss their windows because, quite honestly, Xbox is catching up. And Nintendo is now going to be on the scene. They're going to get more competition than they ever had before because PlayStation is is primarily at a you know at a price difference now where Xbox has a lot of deals. So, um, But I'm hoping PlayStation will finally deliver on those exclusives that we know they can do. Um, so I'm hope, hoping we get a great year of PlayStation exclusives the whole year versus just the first half and then they kind of let the rest go. So excited for that. I don't know about VR, though. I think VR, unfortunately, at this point, it's more of a try it out and then you put it away. I don't think there's enough experiences that are long-term, keep you coming back for more, like, you know, online games where you keep can't putting it down. I don't think there's that killer app yet for VR. Hopefully it will come up because there's a lot of dev support behind it. Um, and I hope a lot of people won't get to play VR. At this point, I've only used Oculus Dev Kit 2 at, at a corporation event. I want to try it out. I want to see what it's like because that's the way you sell that system. And for me, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'm going to get sick. I don't know. So I'm not going to put the money forth just to figure out I get sick or the games are really just you know extended demos and then you put them away because it's an experience and you walk away from it. Xbox, um, they have a lot of stuff coming out, and I think they've got a lot of momentum because they've got a good price point. They've got a lot of good games. They've got some good studios behind them, and they've got games that we haven't even seen yet. Crackdown uh, is supposed to come out sometime soon. We know what was it? Drag? What's the dragon game? Uh, Scalebound. Scalebound. Yeah. Scalebound. So I, mean, I think they've got a they've got a very varied catalog that they haven't had before, which is really cool. I'm Very excited for that. Um, you know, we know there's going to be a Halo. Uh, six coming out, so I don't know if that's going to be this year. Maybe Halo I know.
1: Wars. Halo, Halo Wars. Halo Wars.
2: So they they've got a lot of momentum too. We don't know what Scorpio is going to be their price. almost like I think they might be smart and say, you know what, hell, we're going to take another hit in the wallet. We're going to launch Scorpio at four hundred bucks, and we're going to beat Sony to the punch, and we're going to bring in a system that basically is the same as we launched with, or actually less. And give me a better experience. But, you know, the biggest problem with Scorpio have, they're not making games that are unique for it. It's just going to be better looking versions. And quite honestly, that's not a selling point to a lot of people, which yeah. is a big which a, mean, which is a big killer, I think.
1: You would think based on the internet uproar that it is, but it, that's the, the, the yeah. local minority, as I we say. I think that's, that's
2: people for upgrading if they really want to. That's for people that their system has died. And because the Xbox One is high, far far more reliable, I think there's less need to upgrade. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think Xbox One is the perfect system for them for the immediate future. Scorpio, maybe they bite their tongue to say, you know, guess what, there will be exclusive games that will get me excited. Um, And then Nintendo, last but not least, Nintendo, I mean, PC is PC. If you got the money for PC you're going to play some great games but you're still going to be missing a lot of really cool exclusives that you don't get and that's PC's biggest problem
1: except for Xbox cuz my PC the real Xbox exactly yes yeah she'll have that. <laughs> I think that's
2: the PC's biggest problem they don't have a lot of exclusives that people really you know really want except for Blizzard games you know that you can't get elsewhere so PC is what it is to my to me though unfortunately if you're behind the curve like I am I have a 760 GT Uh, I'm still going to be like I have to update no I'm not going to my system will last for five years and I'll be fine with 1080p versus 4k Totally fine with that. Um, and lastly, Nintendo Switch. I think this is a great time for them to launch. March is fantastic. Guess what? Because Nintendo always fails with delivering the amount of hardware that consumers want. So guess what? The, the the core will buy it in March. And guess what? They'll be able to fill the pipeline, get some games out, get some catalog. So when the holiday comes around, they're in a position where they've got the hardware ready. They've got a lot of good games in the library and they can sell it to the mainstream the hardcore already has it they're telling their friends about it and it's the perfect situation and i think this is the last year of really new 3ds games i don't think you're going to get many uh you know nintendo made 3ds games after 2017 i think it's just going to be third-party stuff you know like there are probably like, be
1: the pokemon's Pokemon the, drag, probably the, the,
2: the dungeon whatever the what is it the, the what's their big one the uh, monster, hunter.
1: monster yeah. hunter yeah
2: yeah so i think that's going to be the, the last year of that the wii u is dead after quite honestly i don't know i'm how many people are actually going to get breath of the wild on wii u now i I, I really
0: don't i'm getting it on both
1: i was i was gonna be one of those people that gets it on wii u but now it's like i want to wait and make sure i have the money for the the switch and i'll just get it on switch and that'll be honestly
2: i'm ready to trade in my wii u my son's the one that may may, uses it mainly i don't care about the old games on the virtual console stuff because guess what i haven't played them In the three years I've owned the system, that tells me that it's nice to own, but I rarely play them because I have too many games to play. So I'm willing to let the past go, and I'm excited uh, for the Switch. I I hope it's going to deliver some really awesome experiences, and I hope they revisit. And that's what I'm hoping. My biggest hope for 2017 is Nintendo revisits what made them great, which was Unique games, different things, new IP. When they launched with NES, they launched all new things. Since that, they basically just reiterated on the same franchise and just kind of peppered. I've heard there's some new franchises coming out. I hope they take and look what Flatoon delivered and said, you know what? People want new IP. There is a huge – and, Ray, you have girls – they are not, there's not many Nintendo female characters that nope. are f- featured in games. With so, the exception of Peach, and she gets a game
1: every so often.
2: Exactly, but the Splatoon girls, and th- that was fantastic because it's yes. kids, boys, and girls. I think Nintendo's missing out because they have a huge female audience that loves them, but they have missed on the female heroine or the female prototype. And yes, Samus is out there, but she wears a costume or a armor all the time, so you can't really tell. So it's kind of a cop out, I would say. So I think this is Nintendo's point to grow an audience by going after new franchises, new opportunities. We're going to get Mario and everything like that. But I think if they continue to, to repeat, kind of like Disney, when was the last time you saw a, a Mickey Mouse featured cartoon or movie on Disney? You don't anymore. That is their heritage, but it's not what's driving new audiences and things. So I think Nintendo needs to capture that. If they do that, they'll be great because they'll, they won't be just repeating a Mario Kart a Smash and things like that, which are fine, but guess what? I think we know what that install base is for Smash and those games. I don't mm. think that's what's going to grow their audience, but that's what I see, Ed. You're so patient. You're an awesome host. <laughs> you you put up with our nonsense, and you're so much fun to be around. This is uh. great.
1: Oh, this is one of, like, four episodes that I'm slated for with Ed. So, Ed, <laughs> right. get used to it, Ed. You better, next time we get on, you got to set your guidelines or else, you know. Because we were supposed to El do. Happy time runs. Okay, <laughs> just to
0: let everybody know, I was supposed to do Rise of the Tomb Raider. But um, i still giving enough people a lot of time to play. So, I'm going to wait for that one. Um, we got an Eternal Darkness discussion coming up. We got, yes. uh, Woo! Um, uh, that's next. that's coming next week. Uh, we have a discussion about Heavy Rain, and I'm talking to dads who have kids and those who played it. How did this game make them feel because of the thing?
1: You yes, got two ma- right here. You got two right here, right? That's <laughs> oh, right. Was, oh, did you? Papa, you got Papa Todd and Papa Ray. We, That's right. both We have kids, and we both played Heavy Rain. Oh, you did? <laughs> Tyler. Yes,
2: heavy rain. Yes,
1: I cannot
0: wait. Uh, Josh, the
1: Origami Killer, <laughs>
0: Origami, uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason. Uh, Josh Brett is gonna join us on that one, and I and I hope hopefully, hopefully Johnny Waldem will join me from that one from uh Happy Hour with uh, Johnny Deuce. But uh, before we go, plugs. Uh, Ray, go ahead and plug away. Oh I man. know you got a you already
1: know mine. You already know mine is long, so. Um, Ryan at Ricerio. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you guys aren't familiar with with me, I am one of the Triforce of the Nerd Overdrive podcast with my with my best friends and family. Basically, Becky Ruben Navarro and Lee Navarro, aka the Maestro and the Queen of the Guild. Um, we do our show uh, weekly, uh, which is actually a lot of fun. Both Ed and Todd have been guests on our show. Um so we've had a lot of fun, a lot of jokes and a lot of craziness before we record that didn't make it to, to tape, per se. <laughs> um, but I love these two guys. They're you know, they're two of my favorite guys in the world, Todd and I. I still have to get on your show sometime, <laughs> buddy.
2: We will we will make it happen. We've got a little more flexibility in our schedule, but yeah, uh, we will have you on. So, right?
1: so what Nerd Overdrive's focus is, is Extra Life, which is the gaming marathon that happens every fall for Children's Miracle Network. Um so what we do is we primarily have that as our focus. Um, So, you know, you can find our shows for Nerd Nerd Overdrive at youtube.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive. You can find us on Facebook at fb.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, phx underscore overdrive. You can also, you know, send us an email, nerd at phoenixoverdrive.com. Um, you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Um, you know, definitely if you guys want to check us out, we're welcome to feedback. Give us some ratings on iTunes. Those help us grow. Um, you know, definitely as we always say, you know, my big thing is always rise above. Play what you love, love what you play, that kind of thing. So we actually have our big – this is my big spiel. So if you guys want to cut me out, skip ahead like <laughs> a minute. Um We actually have the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, which is our Facebook page that you can find. Uh, You can find out more information about Extra Life and our team at extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash Phoenix Overdrive16. Uh, It's Phoenix like the bird, not the city. I get that joke all the time. People are like, hey, you're not in Phoenix. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, So... You can go find us there. You can join our team. Go to that page. A couple minutes of inputting your information. You can join us, help raise funds for the children. Our fundraising goes through December 31st. We have our national game day coming up November 5th. We do have an open invite, depending on when this goes on, if Ed gets it posted sooner rather than later, which I know he does. Um, Hey, if you guys are local, reach out to us. Or if you want to make a trip up to central New York, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, What we do is we have... Everyone coming up here, we have friends coming from near and far to come join us to raise funds for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, We play games, you know, heal kids, you know, play it forward as we say. Um, You can find out more about the big thing that we have for our fundraising is our PS4 bundle, the Nathan Drake Uncharted Collection bundle, which includes your PS4, your DualShock, the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, which has the three original games. Uh, you can find that and $2 a ticket gets you an entry for a chance to win a brand new PlayStation four. Uh, it's extra life.org forward slash participant forward slash PS four bundle one six. Um, you'll find out when you won on November 5th. So if you make a donation, just don't do it anonymously, please. Cause we'd like to count you for the raffle for your generosity for donating to the kids. Um, So you can find me – now it's my plug time after I'm done with all the Phoenix Overdrive stuff Uh, – L-Ray, N-Y, 617, E-L-R-E-Y, N-Y, 617. And that's pretty much everywhere, your Steam, your PSN, Xbox, um, Nintendo Network, uh, on Twitter and on Twitch, uh, where where I do live game streaming usually uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays after I get my kids situated and they're all, you know, and we actually broadcast Nerd Overdrive live also there on our Twitch and on YouTube. Um so you can find our episodes live. We usually record Friday or Saturday evenings, as you guys are aware. I know we record late, but you know you so if you guys are awake and you guys want to catch our show live, definitely feel free to join us there. Um but, you know, thank you again, Ed, for having me on the show. Todd, anytime we get together it's always a party. I love you brothers. You know, Thank you guys very much for you know letting me be here, Ed, and having Todd on with me. It's a good time. Anytime.
2: Todd. I was a little worried about who we'd have on the show, and I'm like, oh, it's Ray. Ah, oh, good <laughs> going. We're Destiny <laughs> Bros. We go back to the Destiny Alpha. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, Ed, for having me on. This is fantastic. This oh. is the second time we've been on a podcast together, so this is really yeah. cool. Yes, that's glad uh, to be on. Um, And it's really nice to talk games, because on my podcast, uh, Secret Friends Unite, uh, we do not talk a lot about games, because my two co-hosts typically are not gamers. So that's okay, though. That's fine. I talk about nerdy stuff, and that's what Secret Friends Unite is all about. Comic books, video, uh, typically uh, movies, uh, geeky stuff like that. But it's typically media versus games. That's fine. I do put in games every once in a while. Secret Friends Unite podcast is on pretty much any podcasting device you want to go after. We do um, have a YouTube channel, but it's typically just our audio dumped out there because uh, typically my co-hosts don't always have video or things like that. And I'm, I do not want to get into the, the whole of editing video because I'm not that talented. <laughs> uh, I also am on Twitter at Secret Friends U. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, and we also have a pa- uh, podcast page. Secret so Friends Unite. So, uh, I, cannot, I love talking games with you.
0: I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of Power, the Power Rangers trailer. I don't know if you guys discussed it yet.
2: We we did talk about it because one of our co-hosts uh, on this week, she's a cosplayer, and she talked about it. I kind of asked her about, you know, do you think Bulk and Skull will be on in the movie? That kind of <sighs> stuff, you know. So, it, it's going to be fun. My son loves Power Rangers, so – and I – you know, I was in college when it debuted, so you know it's it's in my wheelhouse, and I've seen enough that I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable about the the Power Rangers.
1: I go to Todd for everything else that I don't know much about. <laughs> right, I've learned more about like collecting like the the figures and this that the other and comics and everything else from you guys that I that I had knowledge of or I ever knew I wanted to know about. So definitely, it's a good show. Um, actually, I think Todd, out of all of our the podcast brethren, as I call it, I think Todd was one of the first ones to actually launch his podcast out there between us, Neek, DNA, you know, and all and I don't know how long Ed's been going. I can't count Ed because Ed Ed this he's everywhere. He (laughs) does every He is I call him the the cultivator of cultural consciousness because he talks about everything.
0: I would say this this is this is my third year podcasting. Um fantastic
1: Actually, Congratulations.
0: yeah, third, third year. Um, I act when actually when I started Optional Opinion, and I talked to this about. And guys, do check my episode out on Phoenix uh, on Nerd Overdrive. Um, I was actually on UStream, and I used to do Optional Opinion uh, on video. So, oh wow. But then I Take switched it, it to back. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. you can find more optional opinion on the nominous radio network SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast app uh, other podcast apps. Um, you can find me on Twitter at that code you can find my writings on uh IGN dot com under anime E-N-I-M-E. I just finished the beauty of video games, so do check that out. Give us some read. I cover the genres, uh sports, platformers and RPG. Uh, and I got some great podcast guests on there. Um, I also am one of the hosts of World 1 1 podcast, which you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other, uh, archive.org and other podcast apps. Um, I write on Skirmish Frogs. Uh, I got a series called The Moment on there. Uh, so do check that out. Um, I also work, um, uh, I'm also part of Team Nerd with Kyle. Uh so we talked uh, connected and Xbox and other things. So do check that out. Um and I write for the uh, like I said, DNA, uh digital nerd dot com. I just put up uh um uh a new blog called Drawing uh Drowning a Dead Horse. Um and it talks about uh my thoughts of um Rockstar. So, uh, but with that, everybody, because I'm getting a call right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that because I'm about to get to my other podcast. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Todd, for joining me. Uh, everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you later. Peace.
1: Overdrive out. Rise above, guys.
0: Be the hero, not the villain. <laughs>